to South Alabama's 2023 schedule. Line them up for New Year's Six Day Bowl game. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. I want to talk about the South Alabama football schedule uh, first. We will also recap what happened in basketball on a Friday and then uh, look ahead to the uh, Sunbelt Conference Tournament, which I will be attending uh, throughout uh, this week. Hope to see you there uh, in Pensacola. If you do see me, please uh, say hello. All right, so South Alabama in 2022 went... Uh, 10 and 2 before they got hammered by Western Kentucky in the bowl game. This kind of came out of nowhere. It should be mentioned. This kind of came out of nowhere. The previous year, it came on its first year. They went five and seven, losing the last four and five out of six. So they were ready to go to a bowl game in came on its first year. And then they, uh, Jake Bentley got hurt and you know, it fell apart from there. But they lost Bentley. They lost Trotter. They're bringing in, uh, Carter Bradley transfer from Toledo. Uh, and then, you know, Jalen Wayne's got to step up. The defense has got to step up. Can they run the football? All of that combined. And then they probably could have gone undefeated this year. They should have probably beaten UCLA. Probably should have. They should have beaten UCLA. They could have beaten Troy. I don't know about should have beaten Troy, but they could have beaten Troy. Now, they got hammered by Western Kentucky. So I'm not sure how good an undefeated South Alabama team really would have been, but uh, that opportunity was there. And now the opportunity is there again for a big year for South Alabama because of who they play out of conference. And it starts out right at the beginning of the season. And especially when you compare it to, well, they had UCLA last year and UCLA ended up turning out pretty good. But last year they started out with Nichols and Central Michigan. You don't know how good they are. And then they almost beat UCLA. I mean, they could have started the season 6-0 and before losing to Troy. In 2023, they're at Tulane, and there will be no Tajay Spears. But Tulane's going to get all the pub that they can get from, you know, taking down USC. And the quarterback is returning. Then they do get uh, southeastern Louisiana at home before going to Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State is in a little bit of flux. They got a lot of people coming. They got a lot of people going. And so I'm not sure how good the Cowboys are going to be next year, and especially early. Like Oklahoma State could be a lot better in November than they are in September. Whereas for South Alabama, they should be pretty good. In this era of the transfer portal, their quarterback is coming back. A lot of their offensive line is coming back. The running backs are coming back. Uh, two of their three big-time wide receivers are coming back. Uh, they do need to replace uh, some guys. Obviously, Jalen Wayne needs to be uh, replaced. Or a looter needs to be uh, replaced. Uh, but they have a lot of their core guys are coming back next year. And so this will be interesting to see the difference about, you know, expecting to win is what Kane Womack talks about. And if you can somehow take down Tulane in New Orleans 
and then Oklahoma State two games two games later, and you're sitting three and zero. Oh, the only problem is three of their first five games are on the road: Tulane, Oklahoma State, James Madison, and Monroe. And excuse me, four out of their first six. Which then, if somehow you manage to go through that. Then you get the home games at the end. Four of the last six games are at home. The hardest game on the road in conference will be Troy. And that'll be on a Thursday night. I think they also have a Tuesday uh, ball game as well, hosting Southern Miss. Uh, so they do have a couple of midweek uh, ball games. Uh, they do not get App State nor Coastal. There's no Grayson McCall, if Grayson McCall is still with Coastal Carolina following uh, following spring football. Uh, but they do get Marshall. Uh, and they uh, have to go to James Madison. We'll see how James Madison quarterback situation works out because Todd uh, Centeno is is uh, gone. Right? He graduated. So this, this schedule is lining up pretty good for South Alabama because – the way it happens is, I mean, somehow if you take Tulane may be top 25 to begin with. They'll probably be top 30 to begin the season. And that'll be all based on last year. If you take them down and then somehow you upset Oklahoma State on the road, which no one will think you will do, right? They'll probably be a two touchdown underdog to Oklahoma State. And all of a sudden you take down the Cowboys and then you beat Central Michigan. You beat James Madison and you reel off five, six, seven wins in a row and you're undefeated then you're going to start getting some top 25 votes. And then the way the polls work, it doesn't matter how good you are. If you keep on winning and other teams keep on losing because everybody's playing each other in the top 25, whether it be in the SEC or the Big Ten or the Pac-12 uh, or the Big 12 or the ACC, whatever the case is, and you're beating the Sun Belt, you keep on moving up. So South Alabama's schedule is prime to go to a really good bowl game in 2023. Or maybe the case may be 2024. It's Tulane. It's Oklahoma State. And the battle for the belt, which they have not won in forever, by the way, is at Troy. Those are their three toughest ball games. They get Southern Miss at home. They get the Cajuns at home. They get Marshall at home. This, they will get, also, they got the bonus points for beating the Tulanes and the Oklahoma States and the Troys on the road. So this schedule is in pretty good shape for the South Alabama Jaguars to do something big in 2023. If this, I'm not kidding you. If this was right, the 2024 schedule, right? Or is it, would it be in 2025 when we go to the playoffs? Like they would be in line to go to a 12 team playoff. If the magic would happen, that's how high they would be. Whether they deserve it or not, whether they're there good or not, I'm not sure, but an undefeated South Alabama team is going to be highly ranked come the end of the 2023 season, if they can do that, right? They may not even start wanting to know, but they have a chance to take down Tulane, a chance to take down Oklahoma State, all right? And so they will be expected to win those ball games, and you know that Kane Womack and the entire team is bitter on what happened against Western Kentucky, and will use that bitterness uh, throughout uh, the off-season program and spring football, which isn't too far away from getting underway. But I think that South Alabama has as good a chance as any to potentially run the table 
and have an outstanding 2023. We'll go over some other team schedules, but some of those other teams are, you know, playing FCS schools and, you know, the power five teams aren't all that great. And Oklahoma State may not be end up being all that great, but at the beginning of the season, they may be okay. So we'll see how that works out to South Alabama's, uh, um, for South Alabama. All right. All right. Let's take a timeout. When we come back, we'll recap what happened on Friday. Keep on. It's all confused on Friday. I thought Friday was Saturday all day because we're playing college basketball in the Sun Belt, and it's usually on a Saturday. Uh, there was some juggling in the standings with the results, including the regular season champion, and we'll preview the Sun Belt Conference tournament uh, as well. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Built Bar. Looking for that delicious treat, but don't want to get all of the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays two months ago. And I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year, which I am trying to do. If you're like me, you want to eat healthier, but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got the thing for you. You got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't even think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate, which means when you leave them in the car, they tend to melt. So beware, uh, as I learned, maybe, well, melted bars tasted good, actually, uh, but they do can get a little messy. Uh, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Bilt does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close enough to Sam's Club, which I am, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, Ronnie Banner and Churro, you can thank me later. Uh, they are. They they come in handy, uh, and it is. They 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 taste like candy, right? The problem is you can eat two or three of them, and that's probably too much protein. But uh, I, I I I enjoy them. I I really do. I wouldn't say that otherwise. Uh, but I do I do eat them. I need to refill. I I ate. I went to Sam's a couple weeks ago. Got two boxes and. Uh, I do a good job when I want to eat a candy bar at the South Alabama baseball games. I eat a built bar uh, instead. Okay. Uh, it's more locked on a sunbelt with your host, Dave Schultz. Now let's check out what happened on Friday. Um, the big two ball games were Southern Miss taking down Texas State. Uh, 79, uh, 69. Again, Mason Harrell, all kinds of issues because he always does, 16 points, five steals for Texas State. But Felipe Hasse had uh, the big ball game, 26 points for the forward, Austin Crowley. Uh, he had 17 points. He had four guys in double figures for Southern Miss. So Southern Miss, who had lost two of three, uh, if Marshall ends up losing, then Southern Miss is your regular season champs, and that's exactly what happened. Old Dominion takes down Marshall, 71 67. Tavian Kinsey had 22 points uh, for a Marshall. Andrew Taylor, though, had 23. The problem is those guys shot 13 of 39. 
So not great. And four of 14 from a three-point land. Kinsey uh, was 11 of 14 from the free throw line. Taylor was four of four. So they were very good at shooting free throws, but just not very good at uh, putting the ball uh, in uh, the bucket uh, from uh, the floor. Taylor actually led the team with 23 points, but on 25 shots. Uh, for the Monarchs, Jenkins, uh, he had 23 points. And let's see here, Scott Grayson had uh, 13 points. And as we, we talked to the guys, right, Katie and Russ from uh, the Thundercast pod, Marshall has trouble when you slow him down. And Old Dominion was able to do that, right? Marshall had, you know, the ball game was tied two games ago, was 79 all against uh, James Madison. And they go on to win 92-83. Old DU has only scored 71 points and Marshall only scored 67. So pace is important when you're playing against the Marshall Thundering Herd. So uh, with that loss, Southern Miss is your regular season champs. Marshall also falls to the number three spot because the Cajuns end up beating South Alabama 74-64 in uh, Lafayette on Friday night. Jordan Brown, 28 points, 11 rebounds, hit his first six shots to begin the second half, and there was no secret on what the Cajuns were trying to do, go right inside against Kevin Samuel. Uh, South Alabama actually led at half by one. Owen White had a three-pointer to end. I think it was Owen White who had a three-pointer right at the end of the half to give them the lead. Uh, but Louisiana was too much. Again, South Alabama wants to control uh, the tempo, and they're right in the ball game when it's 29-28, but the Cajuns almost scored 50 in the second half, 46-35, and they really didn't have any answers. One of the things that happened in this game was live ball turnovers where oh, with the motion offense that South Alabama plays, they do a lot of passes from the top of the key out to the wing, and uh, the Cajuns intercepted a lot of those passes and went in for dunks. Like they had, I'm thinking they had like nine points on those on those steals. So uh, the Cajuns end up uh, getting second, and South Alabama falls from seventh to eighth. Should be mentioned, Isaiah Moore, he had 22 points in the ballgame for South Alabama. Other scores, Georgia Southern, because they win, they get to be the number seven seed. Uh, they defeated App State 73-64. Arkansas State takes down Monroe, who uh, finished in a slide this year. They may have lost six in a row. 64-61, uh, Arkansas State's actually won a few. Troy uh, puts up 95 points. That's not what Troy usually does, but they uh, hammer Coastal Carolina 95-74. Uh, and James Madison hands Georgia State another loss, 90 to 69. James Madison with 56 points in uh, the second half. All right. So uh, let's take another timeout quickly, and we will be back and we'll talk about uh, the brackets and get you ready for the Sunbelt Conference tournament. I do want to thank you for uh, subscribing and watching. Uh, we'll hopefully get some more coaches on this week. Uh, before the uh, Sunbelt Commerce Tournament. Still waiting for a certain football coach to, to hop on, but that's on me. I got to say, that's on me. I did see him, and I got to reach out again. So that's on me. Uh, but hopefully we'll see if we get some more um, basketball coaches on this week to preview 
the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. And thank you very much for, again, watching and subscribing. The, uh, the podcast is continuing to grow. All right, so now let's go over the conference tournament. The four top seeds, Southern Miss and James Madison, are lined up at the top of the bracket, if you will. Uh, and so if they each win their first round ball game, their first round ball game, their first ball game, which won't be until Saturday, the quarterfinals, they will play each other. And then on the bottom, you get the Cajuns, number two seed, Marshall, number three seed. They would play each other in the quarterfinals. After watching what um, Louisiana did to South Alabama, I think I'm going to be shocked if one of the four top seeds don't win it. If one of the if someone comes from outside the top four seeds, maybe Old Dominion, maybe Troy, I still be shocked because what the Cajuns did to South Alabama uh, defensively the second time they played them, really um, a good job. They put Joe Charles on Isaiah Moore. He's, he's like 6'10". He can't, he can't shoot a floater over a 6'10 guy. <laughs> so they figured that out. And they also did, as we mentioned, with those live ball turnovers, really did a good job of extending their defense uh, and putting uh, pressure on the ball and kind of being physical with the guys, which Rich, uh, Richie Riley said. But they were just not getting open threes. And South Alabama shoots open threes all season long. And they were not doing that. Uh, so I'll be surprised if one of the top four seeds does not win. All right. So now let's go through it a little bit. Coastal Carolina and Arkansas State will play at 5 o'clock on Tuesday. Following uh, that ball game, you will get Texas State and Georgia State. All right. Now, uh, Coastal and Arkansas are on the top of the bracket, if you will. That winner gets Troy. And Texas State, Georgia State, that winner gets Old Dominion. <coughs> South Alabama will take on App. And Georgia Southern is the seventh seed, takes on ULM uh, on the 10th seed. Let me see. I want to make sure. I think I had that right because I thought Monroe was like seven and five in the conference. Ooh, maybe better. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They were seven and four. So Monroe's lost seven straight ballgames. Ouch. Ouch. Uh, so, again, I w- the reason I would be surprised – if you could do this, because now, say, South Alabama is going to have to play, you know, if they get past App, they would get Southern Miss. And then if they get past that, most likely they get James Madison, I guess. I mean, maybe you could have two upsets. I just think somebody like an old Dominion is going to have to take down Marshall again, like they just played Marshall. So Marshall is going to play they could play back-to-back games against Old Dominion. The way it turns out, is that going to happen twice? And this one won't be in Norfolk. Uh, and just say, for the sake of argument, are they going to be able to take down Marshall and then the Cajuns? They'd have to you have to play really well, not only to beat Texas State or Georgia State, but then Marshall and or the Cajuns. That's, that's where I, I think it's going to be tough. I'm just not sure James Madden or South Alabama can play, beat Southern Miss, and then beat James Madison or Troy. <coughs> I'm just not sure. Well, we'll see. Same thing goes for Troy. Can Troy take down, take down James Madison and then take down Southern Miss? Whereas there was a point where maybe, you know, South Alabama could get away with not playing, you know, the other way if, if somehow they were the 7-10 seed and Louisiana was the four seed, and not to hurt your head with this. But maybe, because they hadn't played them yet, South takes down Marshall, and 
um, then gets James Madison, and they don't have to worry about Southern Miss or the Cajuns until the championship game. Now, that was that was my thought about a week ago. But again, I'll be surprised if one of the top four teams are not winning uh, the tournament. All right. You may get Old Dominion, you may get Troy, you may get South to win a couple of ball games, but I'd be surprised if they could win more than those two ball games. That would be that from what I've seen. All right. Uh, that would be my take. All right. Um, thanks very much for tuning in to uh, Locked On Sunbelt. Uh, your team every day. Again, we're planning on getting some more coaches from uh, basketball, maybe even some baseball coaches, and maybe some football coaches. We'll see uh, who's available before spring practice starts, and we'll start talking a little bit more football as well, right, because basketball is winding up this week. So that'll put a bow on it, and uh, that'll put a bow on for basketball season. Then we can talk uh, spring football and uh, baseball. Cajun's off to a good start. South Alabama struggled uh, this past weekend. And that was really all I saw. I was in Lafayette for the weekend and uh, was, uh, well, I'll just say, enjoying myself. Uh, again, thanks very much for uh, tuning in. I am your host, Dave Schultz. We'll be back again tomorrow with another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day.